Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Good Conversation, a podcast where we celebrate the life experiences, passions, and skills of everyone and anyone. Today, I'd like to welcome a special guest, Sarah. Hi, everyone. Hi, Sarah. So for those that don't know you, would you like to give a little introduction of who you are? Of course. Um, so for starters, I'm Iris's longtime friend, and we've known each other since grade five. So I can definitely say that she's like a second sister to me. Not second. I don't even have a first sister. So just a sister to me. Um, basically, I grew up in Vancouver and um, going to university, I chose to go to McGill. And that was the first step that I took away from home. And from there, I kind of explored a couple of different um, career paths and personal paths that have led to some interesting insights that I just thought would be cool to share with everybody here. Yeah, that's awesome. So I guess just to summarize for everyone, we'll be talking about how to adapt to foreign circumstances today. And I think Sarah is a wonderful person to share some of her experiences um, of foreign circumstances because she's been to so many places and as she mentioned before she went to McGill for her undergrad so I'm really excited so yeah I guess to begin could you tell me a little bit more about some of the foreign circumstances you had to adapt to for sure um so the first one that comes to mind is moving away from home for undergrad and when you're 18 I think you barely know anything about yourself or the world and throwing myself in a foreign situation um, was good and bad and the good part that came out of that was this kind of resilience to foreignness and a willingness to explore um, things that I don't know about or places that I've never been. Um, from McGill in my third year, summer before fourth year, I did an internship in South Africa and that was my first time ever on the continent of Africa and um, I went completely alone so that was another time that I um, kind of ventured outside of my comfort zone and yeah I just I just thought that those experiences taught me a lot of lessons. That's that is so cool like you're my only friend that I know that time in South Africa that's I think that's super interesting. You've mentioned a lot about the good aspects of mm-hmm. traveling to um, foreign places such as you know you become more resilient you learn stuff you didn't know about before but could you tell me a little bit about what were some of the challenging aspects about going to a foreign place? Mm-hmm. Uh, a big one for me was planning and procrastination because taking taking challenges is a double-edged sword because yes you're going into something that you could really benefit and grow from but at the same time there are some real risks of going in not prepared and I have been a lifelong procrastinator and I found that going on trips like that's not something you can procrastinate you can't just pack up your bags and go the next day Um, so there was definitely a lot of anxiety around um, wow I have to change the way that I organize my life to prepare to make sure I'm okay like with the first aid aspects like the health aspects being in a foreign country um, like exchanging currency finding my way around um, learning a little bit of the language there and just making sure that I don't have like this huge culture shock there so definitely doing the preparation beforehand was important and a challenge to me um, yeah and at the same time I just think that like you are in a vulnerable state when you travel um, physically outside of your comfort zone so just being in check with how you're doing in terms of anxiety levels and making sure you have a good base of people to connect back to was really important to me as well mm-hmm. well yeah that's super cool I yeah you mentioned that you have to think about like the health aspects and the currencies I didn't even think of that I I feel like if I went to South Africa I wouldn't I wouldn't even know how to adapt to everything. Like, you know, if the healthcare system worked the same way. Wow. Yeah. I would love to know a little bit more about your experience though. Could you expand a little mm-hmm. bit about how that transition was preparing to go to South Africa, learning the system, if you ever experienced mm-hmm. any challenges with the like healthcare or currency, like what you mentioned before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, for sure. Like, I think it makes us take for granted so many of the little things that we have access to here in Canada or wherever in the world you're from. 
Um, but going there at the same time, like I was there doing an internship. So I was working full time and um, like starting a new job, started like meeting my new coworkers. Half of them spoke a different language. Like it was just so challenging getting down every single aspect. I remember my first day of work, I walked in and like my coworker, I was like, hi, I'm Sarah, nice to meet you. And she's like, my name is Mung Label with the little click. And then I was like, oh my goodness, I cannot like say that back to you, right? And it was just like little things like that, like that I never thought I would encounter in a, like in a new job that I just had to adapt with really quickly. Um, but another part of just like the challenges that I encountered was feeling really isolated at first. Um, I remember calling one of my friends from back home and literally sobbing and telling him like, I can't do this. Like I have to come home right now. <laughs> and, and just feeling like I was completely at the end of my robe. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like I'm so exhausted and I'm not sure like if I can make it. Um, so yeah, just making sure I guess that you have a system around you of people that like value you. Yeah, I don't know if that's kind of like the question you were asking. Yeah, no, that I honestly, I just thought that was really great. I just wanted to know a little bit more about what that experience was for you because it's mm-hmm. so out of my realm of understanding because I've never been out there. <laughs> mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess. I know that a lot of people, I think these days, have been more interested in um, like international travel, working abroad, studying abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, what is some advice you would give to someone who, let's break this up a little bit. Let's say someone is in high school and they're considering going to school um, in their hometown versus abroad, potentially within the country or out of the country. What is some advice? Mm-hmm. You would give to them if they wanted to make that decision to leave home what would what should they consider mm-hmm. uh I think there's a, several factors first of which is what is your ultimate goal of getting out of that experience uh what what do you want to seek by leaving home or what wherever you're familiar with um and just ensuring that the place that you choose can satisfy your goals whether that's to get to know a new culture or um, have a new environment and make different friends, make sure you um, kind of refresh that in your mind so you have a clarity going to the situation. Um, I guess another piece of advice would be to research the place that you want to be and um, try to immerse yourself in what a day in that place would really look like to see if it's a good fit for you. Um, and I found that was really helpful by just watching YouTube videos and seeing bloggers or bloggers from different parts of the world and what they talk about their day is like and if I would like to experience that. Um, yeah, those would definitely be two pieces of advice. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like at the root of it, like doing a new, like going into a new experience, like part of what makes it that is by like the unknown of it. You can't account for everything. Sometimes there's only so much research you can do. At the end, you just have to buy your ticket and just go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's honestly, it seems like so exciting and thrilling, but yet so uncertain. So I feel like it's just the the uncertainty and unknown of it is really, it's so exciting and alluring and it draws people to want to do those things. Um, mm-hmm. So you, yeah, I think it's, what so cool that you've been to so many different places and you spent a long time in those places so out of your experiences living abroad and working Mm -hmm. abroad um you mentioned earlier that you learned resilience and a Mm -hmm. lot of other good qualities could you tell me a little bit about what you felt like you learned about yourself through those experiences that's a good question uh i think i'm still unpacking how traveling and being away has um, grown me to the person I am today. Uh, One of the things that I found myself kind of growing into was opening up about um, to people around me and being more open to experiencing things in life. Um, For example, I really connected with my uh, coworkers and team that I work with in South Africa. 
And it was kind of the first time that I really let myself be seen in a way. Like I obviously connect with people authentically before that as well, but there was always the sense of um, like a veil that I almost had over who I really was. It was only until I put myself in a completely different situation that I realized there's no need for this veil. Like, like it's so much work trying to be the person that you want to be and that you think that you should be in your head. When you're in a new situation like that, that shocks you in all different aspects, you don't have time to think about, oh, I should act this way or um, feeling insecure about something that you said or a mistake that you made in work. You just have that space for your true self to really shine. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really rewarding to see people around you also recognize that mm-hmm. and accept you for that. Um, that was, I would say the origin point of how I accelerated my growth, I think, as a person, because this was, you know, two-ish years ago. Um, and I and I frequently, even now, when I reflect back on how I've grown, it kind of all leads me back to that point that I let myself be seen. Hmm. Wow, that's that's really well put. With so when you say when you talk about this team they're all new people they were strangers when you met them mm-hmm. yeah the, the immediate team that I worked with from like um like universities in Canada we spoke on like email but everybody else I met for the first time and even the people through email like I saw them in person there for the first time mm-hmm. that's really cool to say that you know you you had to let yourself be seen and truly open up was it was it hard to do that? And what motivated you to realize that you just got to open up and got to just fully embrace the experience and let yourself shine through? Mm-hmm. Uh, part of it was just the like mental and physical constraints because <laughs> I was so busy all the time. I, I literally had no time to think about um, my anxiety or insecurities. I just didn't have time for it. But the other part was just um I think it was good that I had a project at hand like I had a tangible um thing that I was working on with a team uh so that took up 40 hours a week you know I worked eight hours a day so just working in a team with people around you who I guess are also going through the same experience varying levels helps you open up with people that you're working with or mm-hmm. whoever you're traveling with um yeah and I guess yeah yeah no, that's really cool. It's almost like sometimes the circumstance that you're in, the environment that you're in almost paves the way to that relationship development, that opening up, because you just spend so much time with each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you just see each other because you're working together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the same time, you see yourself in a different environment too. If you're used to being at school all the time or being at home, when all of a sudden you're away from all the things that feel familiar and that you make like that make you up you kind of have to build yourself up again in a new environment Mm. and when you do you find different qualities about yourself um maybe your humor is different that you thought than what you thought it was you know um maybe the way that you approach um a team working task is different and you never would have encountered that if you didn't put yourself in a foreign environment in the first place Mm -hmm. yeah wow that reminds me of uh a quote that I don't know did I I don't know if I heard it or if I just made it up but (laughs) I feel that you learn the most about yourself by surrounding yourself by people who are different Mm. so I feel like that kind of reminds me a little bit of what you said like you discover that your humor might be different than what you thought it would be but you would have never known that unless you put yourself in an environment and surrounded yourself by people who are just so different than what you're familiar with exactly yeah that you're totally right and and there's this other quote that's like what you're the average of the five closest friends that you have around you yeah and I think sometimes those close people in your life happen almost by default whether you grew up with them or you went to the same university or same class when you're in a new environment that you have the luxury of really choosing with awareness and being mindful of the energy or personality that you want around you to make up that average of who you want to be as well Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah 
that's no that's that's so true that's really beautiful and I really like that it makes me feel like I want to go out travel more live in different places I think it's be it's more when you live in a different place it's so much more than just traveling and just momentarily immersing yourself in culture for like a week or so you don't really get that experience to really connect with the locals and get a hang of the lifestyle that you get when you live there for a longer time Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And even though with coronavirus going on, we can't really travel physically to other places, I think it's still important to challenge yourself, maybe mentally, and take on a new task or um, try out a new hobby, like what you're doing with this podcast. Like, I think it's so great because at the end of the day, like whether you're going to a different, different country and living there or if you're trying out a new task at home, it's really like growth comes from putting yourself in uncomfortable positions and that can really help happen wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to hear you talk more about growth in uncomfortable positions because I think that's something that I think a lot of people would like to hear about and almost need to hear because mm-hmm. I think comfort is something that is so, is so safe and mm. something that I feel like a lot of people can be satisfied with and content with. But how do we really push ourselves to grow and be a better version of ourselves and experience more that life has to offer, you know, if we don't yeah. seek uncomfortable and uncertain situations? That's a really good question. And I think, like, I, I think almost all of us have heard, you know, push outside your comfort zone. That's, you know, where the change happens. But there's this misconception that when you're in that comfort zone or outside your comfort zone, that it's going to be uncomfortable, but bearably so, like that you can tolerate it, that it's this good discomfort that you can, you know, work with. But in reality, sometimes that like discomfort is very uncomfortable, like it's painful, it feels wrong, it goes against your gut, you think that it will, you know, like you feel completely attacked and vulnerable in that you know, obviously within, like, reasonable constraints, Um, but, like, being in that headspace, I think it's important to um, realize what the long-term goal is, and that is to better yourself, and that if you're not going to advance yourself, no one is going to do it for you, kind of thing, Um, that, that, like, even though you're in that uncomfortable place, there's still a comfort knowing that you're the one who put yourself there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but like kind of like taking control of your situation and embracing, yeah. yeah. That, I really, really like how you said that. I'm, I'm really, I'm jotting that right down right now to really? add to my quote wall because I feel like I'm just really inspired. But that's so true. Like sometimes discomfort is viewed kind of negatively sometimes or like putting yourself in a very like challenging situation you're kind of like oh my gosh I'm not ready for this I'm not prepared for this oh my god I have so much anxiety from this but if you switch your mindset a little and you think wait I am in control of this uncertain situation yeah I put I chose this yeah wow okay wow that that's 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 oddly calming like I really like that. So I guess I I don't know. How would you how would you teach someone that um that put by putting themselves in uncomfortable situations that they are actually the one in control? Or do you think it's just just thinking that, you know, what I chose to do this, is that is that enough? Uh-huh. Yeah, there's definitely this like mental loop that you get into thinking, oh, am I enough? Can I overcome the situation? Um, but just like just like when you're swimming, like if you can just barely touch the bottom or you know that if you try a little bit harder, like you can touch the bottom, like you never really learn how to swim if you're always in that relatively bearable area of discomfort. You just sometimes need to just be thrown into the deep end where you know that you cannot touch the bottom and that there's no way for you to survive this unless you just move your arms and legs and you start swimming. Um, the caveat to that is that you should also know and be aware that, you know, there's boats and like life jackets around within kind of arm's reach that you can still hold on to should you really drown. Um, but 
it's just taking that initial step of having a little degree of fear that you might actually like have to really challenge yourself and just jumping right in wow that was a really good analogy I I really saw that like you you're just jumping straight into the deep end it's like you can't touch the ground it's really scary but at the same time you look around you're not completely alone and it's not like Mm -hmm. not like a pit where there's no one around and you're just drowning there's like you mentioned there's 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 boats there's other people who will support you that's I feel like those things are almost like your support system while you're jumping in doing something into something new Exactly. Yeah. But even with those support systems, like you still need to put in the effort to reach those. You still have to kind of get there and push yourself to um, seek out support if you do need it. Because like, I don't know, like sometimes I feel like people uh, look at their support system and feel a degree of blame toward them for not getting them out of difficult situations or helping them through a difficult time. Um, but you also have to realize that the people around you are also trying to stay afloat. And if you need them, they're going to be there for you, but you also have to take that first step or first swim, whatever. Yeah. I think that is a really important and necessary lesson for a lot of people to learn. And I really like that you said that, you know, you should seek out support. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not like, I mean, if we're, if we're carrying on with that, your ocean analogy or, or swimming pool analogy, I think it's like, um, before you jump in the deep end, you have to go get the life jacket. The life jacket is not jump on you. Like you have to go get it or else you're not going to. And I like what you said. Like there's, you know, other people, you know, your support system They're they're trying to stay afloat too in the deep end as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting having that mindset to not, you know, expect your support system just to be there 100% of the time, but you have to take the initiative to go get it and, and, and mm-hmm. ask for support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you hang on for too long, like, you might both drown or your relationship might break or something, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know how we started talking about relationships in your life, but that's also a big part, you know, like, learning about yourself, there's definitely growing pains with um, like your family or your friendships or your significant other where you find yourself maybe like going in different directions and sometimes that might be the most healthy thing to do yeah um, yeah I no I, I really agree I think so just I guess I can totally see how we got to relationships because I guess it's kind of like the whole talking about you know like in in your to grow, you have to put yourself in those challenging situations, but, mm-hmm. you know, you can't just expect, you know, your friends, your support system, you know, your, your family and your partner, maybe just like be there with you right away. Like you have to mm-hmm. go actively, you know, ask them to come with you, to ask them to support you, or mm-hmm. maybe they, you know, maybe they need you to support them. So it's kind of like this mm-hmm. process where it's kind of reminds me of just, I guess, not having you know, an expectation, but mm. well, taking the initiative to go out and, and search and ask for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that builds upon a good trust that you have in a relationship that the other person knows that, hey, like he or she, whoever this person is, needs time to explore for themselves. And maybe they'll come back a different person, but I'm still going to love them for who they are because at a core, like I know who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that trust in your support system is quite important for them to trust you to know that you need to do what's best for you at some times. And maybe that means changing a little bit as a person, not even a little bit, a lot sometimes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like that what you said, tr- trust in your support system. I don't know why your, your, your swimming pool, life jacket, boat analogies really- <laughs> sticking with me I, I can see it like you know I guess if you think about it, let's say life jackets are your support system when we go to the pool we know that you know life jackets are gonna work like we'll, we'll put it on and we'll just jump in the deep end like we don't really think 
is this life jacket mm-hmm. going to keep me afloat? We, we just know that it's, oh, it's a life jacket. It, it keeps me afloat. Mm-hmm. So that's kind mm-hmm. of like a good, healthy support system. You don't really have mm-hmm. to question whether they'll support you or not. Whether you take them for a dive in the lake, the ocean, the pool, I don't know, wherever <laughs> your environment is, but you just know that they'll work and you know that they'll support mm-hmm. you. So that trust in that support system is, is crucial. Yeah, like you don't want to jump in and start having to convince your life jacket, like, hey, like, want to support me now? Like, yeah. want to help me? Like, it, it, it's there, that trust is there from the get-go, like you said, yeah. Yeah, that's really great. So I guess just circling back to what we were talking, you, mm-hmm. we, how we got on this analogy, which I think is very cool. I think I'm, you know, for the podcast episode, I might draw this little ocean thing and make that your cover, because it makes sense. Um, <laughs> but you were talking about how it's good to keep, put yourself in uncomfortable situations because that's how you'll grow. And at Mm -hmm. the same time, you know, you're not completely alone. You have your support system. So I guess uh, I want to talk more, a little bit more about that. So I think in today's society, um, it's sometimes hard to distinguish between like, you know, what's comfort, what's, what is an appropriate challenge and what is challenging yourself too far. It's, it'll be Mm -hmm. bad if you don't know how to swim and you just, jump into the deep end without a life but how do you set those like healthy boundaries where you know you can handle it you know that it's an appropriate challenge for you how do you how do you what would you say to that right I I think your own gut feeling is something not to be underestimated uh going into traveling across the world I made sure that I found a project that I was actually very excited about and I had um, researchers and supervisors that I trusted from McGill that like this was a, like a vetted program, exchange program thing. Um, so making sure that wherever you're going, it speaks to you authentically and you have a good reason why you're there and not just, you know, lifting and off and going somewhere completely foreign. You know, that would be obviously too large of a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but keeping an eye on why you're there and how you're going to achieve, like I said, what you set out to achieve in a different you know, place is important to making sure and checking in with yourself that you're still doing okay, that you're still getting the experience that you want, um, that you envision, even though sometimes it, not, it might not always work out that way. Um, just, uh, I guess, checking in with yourself and making sure that like you're going there for the right reasons and for yourself is a good start point mm-hmm. okay I really like that so I guess to summarize what you were what you were saying about how to know when a challenge or something is appropriate for you is to do I, I got three things from what you were mm-hmm. saying so is to check with your gut like your gut feeling do you do you, you want to do this is this something you feel like you could be you know um, you could you could handle and if you mm-hmm. think yeah okay that's like a first check mark then you go to checking in with your goals like you mm-hmm. Is this, am I sure this is what I want to do? Um, Is this activity going to get me where I want to go? So kind of that self-reflection, ongoing Mm self-reflection. And then the Mm -hmm. third thing I got from what you were saying is this consistent checking in with yourself. Mm -hmm. Like how is going for me? Um, Do I like it? So that's how you keep yourself in a safe place when you're going into uh, a new situation or a, or a, uncertain just uncomfortable situation for sure yeah and that ongoing check with yourself I think is where the most of the growth really happens because you know you you can't really expect yourself to just come back after two or three months and be a changed person like change is a progress it's a process it happens slowly and checking in with yourself and making sure that um and, and just like really letting yourself look at yourself change is a process in of itself um that not only keeps you safe but also raises the awareness that you have with the person that you're becoming okay so that's so what would you say is something that you do to check in with yourself it could be from your exchange abroad or just in your day-to-day life like what is something that you do to help assess your growth or get to know yourself better or to see where how far you've come what do you what do you do uh, I usually journal. I've kept a journal since, uh, I don't know, maybe when I was like 13 or 14. So mm-hmm. I now have, I think like six or seven 
book that I filled. And um, I usually just write about how I've been feeling that day. It doesn't have to be a particularly challenging day that I check in with myself. Um, But just, I I try to see myself as a dear friend that I'm trying to connect with and tell them how I've been doing. It's helpful looking back on where you were two years ago and seeing how you've changed since then too, because it's a tangible piece of evidence that you have, that you have indeed grown from your experiences. Um, And at the same time, how I check in with myself, it doesn't have to be like with just yourself. I talk with my supervisors or mentors. Uh, There was this particularly close, um, I guess, field officer that I worked with when I was on my project. So during our time doing research, we would often have long car rides, maybe like 40 minutes, an hour. And we talked about some really, really interesting things. And just that was another way for me to check in with myself by talking to somebody else. She actually, like, we talked a lot about spirituality and she, like, told me about her experiences with God um, and her faith. And that was like really helpful for me because it was also something that I could relate to. And me and her were both kind of searching for answers. So I, I guess I'm kind of has already strayed away from like checking with, with yourself, mm-hmm. um, but more broadly about how to um, absorb the process mm-hmm. and like absorb the changing process, yeah. Yeah, I really, know. I think that was, that was a really good example. I think what I got from that is first to check in with yourself is you kind of, you journal and it's a kind of like a one-to-one experience. I really like that you said mm. you kind of journal like you're talking to a dear friend. That was really cute. Mm. And it makes mm. sense. You can be gentle on yourself, but yet honest, right? Because with a really good friend, you it's not always like sugar-coated and happy. You, you get yeah. to the deep, you know, sometimes dark and sad things and you can be honest which is great and also I got um that you know you said you mentioned talking to your supervisor so I guess it's also kind of like your growth or checking in with yourself can be seen through talking with other people and on asking for feedback and learning from what other people say to you about you Mm -hmm. for sure um and those investing in relationships when you're abroad when you're abroad, like not only grows you, but just is that wonderful connection that you have with somebody else that is also invested in your life. Um, I remember she left me a really, really thoughtful note that, um, like a card when I left. And I, I've copied it into my journal and I regularly go back and read it because it reminds me of so many of the topics that we touched on, as well as how I've changed and how she truly saw me um part of that of like letting like part of that process was letting myself be seen as well um and that manifests in the relationships that you build so being abroad like as much as it is about growing yourself um investing in those relationships is also very important um i like to think that i also like you know made a positive impact on her life as well mm-hmm. so yeah it's a two-way yeah. kind of relationship Oh, I'm sure you did. That's really, that's like a really wonderful relationship that you have with her. That's so sweet. All right. Thanks, Sarah. I think I really understand what you mean by how to check in with yourself in order to sort of understand your growth and how far you've come through certain experiences in your life. And yeah, that re- that makes a lot of sense to me in um, how to facilitate that healthy discomfort in your life mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. And how that, you know, and how to, and how to do that. So now I'm wondering, in what ways can people push themselves outside of their comfort zone, and in what ways um, can people experience that discomfort that actually helps you grow? Mm-hmm. Good question. So I think um, a lot of that growth happens mentally, and what I touch on can be applied if you're going abroad physically or if you're you know, within your everyday life. And it all starts with challenging yourself mentally and challenging yourself ruthlessly, trying to edit the person that you want to become, um, not making excuses for yourself and giving yourself honest feedback on how you're doing. Uh, I think sometimes our self-talk, the internal monologue that we have, is very much catered toward our comfort zone. We don't like thinking about uncomfortable ideas. 
how we have fallen short, um, in what areas can we improve. And when we do think about those areas, it's usually centered around anxiety or things that are not productive to helping us grow in the first place. And that's where, you know, some negative thinking and like negative spirals can happen. Um, part of, I think, what anyone can do is to challenge yourself to really think about what you're doing in your day-to-day -day life. Um, every interaction, every conversation that you have, you have a choice of how you're going to respond to it, how you're going to act. And letting yourself be held accountable to how you act and how you like grow from situations is key to growing as a whole. Because these are small pieces of um, interactions that you consciously choose to do better and not just react to the environment that you're given. Um, and yeah, and, and just, but like that is also formed on a basis of trust that you have your, with yourself that deep down, like you want the best for yourself. And that's why you are editing ruthlessly your own, you know, being kind of thing. Mm, yeah okay I really understand that so basically I guess what you're saying is that you have to sort of in order to challenge yourself improve yourself put yourself in more uncomfortable situations so you can grow you have to think about the interactions that you have you know mm -hmm. um, mentally physically and in your everyday life that's what you, you mentioned so basically to kind of uh, think about the things that you do and mm -hmm. reflect on it and see if you're satisfied or not and, and constantly challenge yourself to push yourself further. Yeah, deeply, deeply think about it and compare it back to your system of values that you want to live by, um, making sure that they, you know, check in with your morals, your personal likes and dislikes and what, you know, what type of person you want to be and having that kind of um guide in your head to help you react to you know like act proactively instead of reacting to the situations that you're given mm, yeah that's a really beautiful statement like um react wait no no, no wait tell me again how did you say yeah. proactive um the, yeah this, the way i think about it is to act proactively rather than reacting passively to oh. the situations that you're given right that makes sense so it's not just a reaction like mm. made you mad you just get mad back you kind of before your actions you kind of think about what kind of person you want to be how you want to handle the situation and then you proactively choose, choose what you want to do exactly yeah because you know your emotions often guide you if you don't choose um, consciously how you want to be and of course emotions are important they indicate how you're feeling deep down um, and whether and if you feel a certain emotion maybe that means that the situation that you're in is not aligning with who you want to be but you can use that emotion to help you filter through how you want to act and I say all this but I obviously don't do it in my day-to-day -day life as well as that or as much as I would hope that I do um, but it comes down to even a conversation with your parents like instead of you know reacting in a certain way maybe you can challenge yourself outside of your comfort zone and do something that feels counterintuitive and puts you just one tiny step forward like toward the person that you would want to be in the future can you give me an example of that like what is something that let's say like let's let's go with your parents example i'm sure a lot of mm -hmm. kids um, our age can relate to this. What is something mm -hmm. that can challenge yourself? What is something that you do that challenges yourself to be a little closer to the person you want to be? And what is what was that counterintuitive thing you were? Thinking? Sure. Yeah. Sure. I can I can put an example to it. For example, um, one of my values is to be a good daughter, a loving daughter. You know, a, a what is the word in English? But selfless, right? Um, in Chinese. So although I believe that sometimes my actions don't really line up to that and if we're in a situation where my mom I'm sure many kids can relate to this where they're comparing you to someone else or saying hey x y and z they did this you know like look at their accomplishments whatever your gut reaction is you know kind of hurt slash outrage slash frustration like why are you comparing me to her or him like I don't appreciate that I don't feel good 
Um, and it would be easy to just let that emotion spill out and lash out like that. But if you just pause a little bit and just tell yourself, hey, like, maybe my mom's saying this because she wants the best for me and she just wants to see me succeed. Once you know that that's her internal value and her, like, motivation for saying what she's saying, then you can you can change the way that you react by just laughing it off. Like, literally, that's what I do. I just I just. I just laugh and say, good point, mom. Like, yeah, you know, like they, they did great. And um, I, I think I'm doing great too. Um, and here's what I've done, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. Or it doesn't even have to go that far. Sometimes you can just choose to not let that situation affect you and not engage in a way that um, might like lead you into like a negative spiral. Like, like just, yeah, like a negative place. Mm-hmm. yeah wow that that makes a lot of sense so I can really see what you mean by how putting yourself in I guess challenging situations or uncomfortable situations helps you grow because mm-hmm. in this it's it's almost like challenging our you know our our natural reflexes mm. or yeah so so yeah that that's really that's really that's really important I guess to think about because it's so easy to be like get frustrated because obviously every kid would be a little bit fr- irritated if their parents are like, Oh, look what they did. Look what they did. Look what they did. Mm-hmm. And your mm-hmm. first defense, but you know, we're all, we're all human. We, we like to defend ourselves to so be like, wait, no, but I'm, I'm good too. Like, look at me, yeah. look at me. Um, but to really develop that almost like m- maturity and realize, you know what? Like, I don't need to fight this. This is, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to not let it affect me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, well, that's, I think, a really good takeaway. So that kind of reminds me of a quote I've heard. It says, uh, we cannot change the in- inevitable. We can't control how other people will treat us. We can't control how other people, you know, will react, will feel. So the quote is, um, life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I agree with that. Um, although I do take issue with the way that they phrase, like how you react to it, because that kind of, you know, indicates a passive kind of reaction toward what happens. More of the ideology that I try to live by is choosing consciously how you want to handle the situation rather than letting yourself you know, react to it. But I get the point, you know, the, it's a good quote. Um, a larger part, I think, is just choosing the direction that you want to go into in the first place, and then finding people or situations that are conducive to allowing you to achieve that. And it doesn't have to be this, like, really, like, esoteric, weird, like, not weird, but, you know, academically driven or career driven goal of where you, like, like physically see yourself ending up. It can just be an idea of the person that you want to be. Maybe that's being a generous person. Maybe that's being a considerate person and finding situations or people that allow you to live that value out in your life. Uh Um, Yeah, starts by you choosing the type of person you want to be. Uh Yeah, I kind of see that how we were talking about growth and challenging situations. I, the first thing that popped into my head was like, external situations like you know how do you challenge yourself in social situations or in your mm-hmm. career or in mm-hmm. your initiatives that you take or extracurricular activities all that you know that is very highly resume uh, stuff yeah like valued in society but I like how you talked about challenges and putting yourself in uncomfortable situations within yourself I think that's really important and I am so inspired that you self-reflect so much and and I think that really you know like everyone's so lucky to have you because you Mm -hmm. think so much about the person that you want to be so I I feel like yeah I feel like that's that's so nice for yourself and for the people that are in your life thanks yeah I, I I do think that at the end of it like if you're not constantly updating yourself like it's just stagnancy, I guess. I don't know if that's like too harsh, but um, 
yeah, you owe it to yourself, to the people that you love and people who are, who are around you to always offer the best version of what you can be. And the first step of getting there is believing that you can get to a better version. Not to say that the version that you're at right now is not good. It's just that um, you can be better on so many different levels. Like we're given this life to live and it's honestly such a blessing. I think we're all realizing that now that we're stuck at home. Um, but if, yeah, if, if, you, if you choose to use your time and your attention and your conscious efforts to choose what your life is like, I think that can be really re rewarding, even if your uh, results aren't tangibly um, seen on a resume or doesn't help land you a job in the future, you can rest easy knowing that there's an internal integrity in how you act and the person that you wanna be. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's so beautifully put, I love that. Yeah, cause so many things in life, you know, it's. It's, it doesn't need to be showcased on a paper, like on a resume, mm -hmm. all the skills that we acquire. A lot of it is actually that internal self-development, mm -hmm. you know, and then life can be easier with that, you know, by the way you treat yourself, by the way you treat others. And yeah, I think that's something that everyone needs to hear and will hopefully, you know, feel inspired to work on as well. Mm, thank you. I hope so too. Yeah. Should we end it here? I have some more questions, but it's kind of beautiful. Sure. It is kind of beautiful, hey? But I feel like we can keep going. What are your questions? Let me just keep going then. And if it sucks, then we'll just end it there. Because, like, I can just cut okay. it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I like how you said, you know, believing that you can grow is the first step. And you talked about before, you know, how, how you um, check in with yourself, you know, trust your gut feeling and check in with your values and stuff. But mm -hmm. let me, let's talk about the, the other side possibly you know this it's it's so easy to want growth it's so easy to think about all the things that we want to change and practice it too what happens when you know you don't see your progress right away and what if you know you don't want to lash out at your parents or your friends but you do how do you kind of rebound from that and get back on track towards becoming the person that you want to be mm -hmm. and that leads me right into I guess the last year that I had here in Vancouver um, uh, so essentially when you're not really seeing the progress in your life and you feel a little bit stuck, no matter how much you try to change things in your life, in your life, um, it happened to me definitely last summer, 2019 summer, where I felt like I lost a sense of where I really was going. This was, uh, like after South Africa. So I, you know, had all these moments where I'm like, oh, I'm going to work on myself, whatever. But there's still going to be moments after that where you feel a little bit stuck and unsure how to proceed and not really sure where your values lie, if you're living, you know, a life according to those values. And what I decided to do, um, and it didn't have to be this drastic for other people, is to take a gap year. Um, I decided to put off going to a new city and, you know, going through all these new experiences because, uh, I thought that it would be valuable for me to focus on uh, myself and back where everything started, which is back at home, you know, with my parents in Vancouver, where I grew up. And it was hard because even at the beginning of that, I didn't really see progress. I, I, I was like, okay, well, I'm taking this time to work on myself. Like, come on, Sarah, like, you should be changing by now. Um, but the main part of getting through those moments is to stick with it and to um, know that you're going to have bad days where you like everything that happens and all the interactions that you have just feel not productive to changing yourself and you are going to lash out to your parents you are going to have an argument with your friend and um, how you come back from that is sticking with like being resolute in the fact that you know you want to change yourself and that it is happening and that the process is happening even if you don't see results um, and yeah, and, and like, I, I don't know, like, I don't have to go like really deep into it, but this last gap here has really taught me that you don't need to necessarily seek out like foreign places to grow. You can grow like wherever you are and no matter where you are, you're going to find challenges. So um, it's all about adjusting your attitude and sticking with that process. 
Hmm. I love that. There's so many things I loved in that. So we're going to have to delve into them mm -hmm. one by one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. So first, what you, the most recent thing that you said is you don't need to seek foreign places to grow. You can find challenges wherever you are. I think mm -hmm. that is super important because it's true. You can find things to learn, you know, no matter where you are, you can find challenges, you can find ways to improve yourself. But as long as you're willing to look for them, as mm -hmm. long as you're willing to change. That's a good point. Yeah, I really, I really like that because I think sometimes that's, this is a little bit off topic, but since we're in the COVID pandemic time, mm -hmm. a lot of people have expressed possibly that this time is boring or it feels kind of um, restless or it feels mm -hmm. like you're, you're stuck, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, because like that novelty of going out and being stimulated and seeing new things has kind of, you know, is not within our reach at this moment. But mm -hmm. what you said is even when you're in one place, you can find challenges. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's really, really great. Do you think you could expand on that a little more? Because I think that's, that's such an important point and something that people need to hear, especially during COVID times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I think no matter where you are, if you, if you look at the environment that you're in and the people that you're around, like there's always ways to improve that relationship. Like whether that's um, being more uh, like meticulous in your surroundings and cleaning more and trying to improve yourself in that way, learning how to cook different recipes and being able to you know, survive off your own food and not just pasta every day. Um, whether that's with your parents or whoever you live with like there's things that we often overlook when we have better things to do um, that you can always work on uh, at the same time I think that this is like specific to being in COVID-19 whatever um, is that it can be taxing when some like people in your life expect you to always have tangible progress to show to like to stimulate and to like I don't know like to almost give evidence that you're changing as a person and I think it's important for everyone to not give into that um, pressure or those unreasonable expectations that other people might have on you to be a certain way to be um, a, a certain daughter or a certain friend or a partner whatever and to just work within your means like uh, this feels contradictory. We just talked all about going outside of your comfort zone, but part of going outside of your comfort zone, like keyword, it's your comfort zone. Like it's what you decide, not what someone else decides that you should be doing or the person that you, you know, the friend that you should be being like providing, the friendship that you should be providing to somebody else. Um, yeah, so working on yourself, even when you're not going anywhere, can look just like that to making a stand for um, yourself and the relationships that you have and growing them or choosing not to. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that explanation. That, that really is, is very, a very important to think about. I like how you clarified your comfort zone and what that means. Mm -hmm. um, that, that was pretty good like, wake up call for me too, because there's so many cliche things almost like, what can I do to go outside my comfort zone, get a new job, pick up a new hobby. And you know, they're, 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 it's good that we have ideas in case people feel a little bit lost. There's somewhere that you could go from, but I think mm -hmm. helping someone realize there is, you know, an objective comfort zone idea that society, you know, mm -hmm. creates, but there's also, you have to look within yourself to know what your comfort zone is and work mm -hmm. within that to challenge yourself. I think mm -hmm. it, makes, it makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, I really liked what you shared earlier about how sometimes uh, even when you have a goal and when you are trying to challenge yourself, it's, there are times where you don't see progress. So I'm wondering if you can expand a little bit about what, um, you know, someone can do when they really have this idea of self-growth or personal growth, but they're not seeing a lot of progress and it's been a while. How do you, how does someone keep motivated and, and still strive towards their goal, even when things get challenging? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's definitely somewhere I've been as well. Uh, part of what helped me was keeping a journal. I know that that's not the form that everyone might take to, 
but I think it was helpful to look back and even on the days where I didn't feel any progress to see even like from one week from before like that day that I might have reacted differently to a situation that I was also that I also encountered in that day and see myself change that way. So it's like like I was mentioning this tangible piece of evidence that you can refer back to. Um, another another form of motivation that I often find is surrounding myself with people who also have that growth mindset um, and letting myself be inspired by them and you know having a good conversation with them I think is uh, helpful to putting myself back on track um, sometimes you're not going to have the motivation to change in your own life but you can listen about someone else's you know, progress and feel, find inspiration in that, find motivation in that. Um, yeah, I just, I would, I would just say like, one of the th most important things that I look for in a friendship or a partner is the ability to grow together and independently. So I'm fortunate, I'm fortunate that I have people like that in my life who I look to, um, not necessarily as a source for motivation, because I think that should come from in yourself, but as an uh, like a like a compatriot in your own like respective journeys toward growing. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I liked what you said earlier about how you journal, you know, your mm -hmm. progress. And um, one thing that came to my head when you said that was, I oftentimes feel like sometimes we are the most critical of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, so even when you don't see progress or you think you don't see progress, when you just like think I guess when you have your journal that you can look back to that really you know when you if you talked about each day and you can kind of track your progress it can be like mm -hmm. as evidence like you know what oh I have been making progress even if I don't feel it right now even if I don't visibly see it right now there is progress but mm -hmm. I guess also one thing I wanted to add was that I think there's a lot of pressure um surrounding growth and the idea of growth that mm -hmm. sometimes we need to see results. We need results to define that we are reaching our goal to, to motivate us forward. But I personally believe that sometimes like even having the mindset of wanting to be better is already growing. And even mm -hmm. if you don't do anything about it, but you just think about that, like it is still mm -hmm. happening. And I guess growth happens at different speeds and rates for people. Sometimes mm -hmm. say you're learning a new skill. Some people pick it up right away. Some people take mm -hmm years but it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day like you know you want to work to improve yourself and I think that's already really beautiful in itself mm -hmm. yeah and and that's a good analogy that like like learning a different skill like people can pick it up at different paces whatever but that's not the point the point is you're going to have different end goals for why you want that skill so there's no point to compare yourself to other people who might be better at controlling their temper or something because mm -hmm. there's different reasons of why you're choosing to tackle that as an area of growth mm -hmm. um their end goal might not be the same as yours yeah wow I really really love this conversation and I feel like I learned a lot from it and I guess some of the highlights that I can pick out from this and what you were sharing with me is that you know growth is a journey that is uh, unique to yourself you know mm -hmm. your end goal is different from someone else's end goal it's important to not compare your growth or your goals with other people because it's all very it's all very different mm -hmm. and your mm -hmm. I learned about you know my comfort zone versus comfort zone itself as as mm. noun is it a noun <laughs> I yeah. don't know, like the as some socially constructed you know yeah. view of what a comfort zone should look like yeah yeah and that it's super important to push yourself to um uncomfortable situations and challenge yourself because that's the way best way for you to grow and experience new things and challenge yourself mm -hmm. so thanks for sharing that with me today Sarah I really loved all of your experiences I love this experience as a whole like I think it's so wonderful that you're having these conversations that I don't know people might not be having with people in their lives I don't know maybe they are but just it's, it's good to just um have this kind of as a resource I think during not just COVID but during everyone's journey you know mm. might relate to something that someone talks to talks about. yeah definitely I hope so too and your all of your ideas and uh, direction about self-reflection 
I think really hits home and it's really important. So I can't wait for people to hear about this and um, in possibly practice some of these self check-ins and reflections themselves. I was mm-hmm. wondering if people were interested and wanted to hear more from you, is there, <laughs> am I allowed to put maybe like your email or I don't know, something else on so people can talk to you if they feel inspired? Of course, that would be so wonderful. I could not even imagine someone wanting to reach out to me. I don't know, it's like so foreign the concept of like, having seasonal guests on a podcast I don't even know how to refer to this as but of course I would love to hear from people um yeah I don't know what what do young kids use nowadays TikTok (laughs) (laughs) we'll see okay I'm glad I have your permission with that and then I'll keep you updated thank you again I look forward to having you again soon next topic real soon okay bye (laughs) okay bye thanks for listening